0: Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callis. And, you know, I have had a weekend. (laughs) There is just so much going on. And it's times like this I wish I had a three-hour show. But it's also times like this that I wish I had all the time in the world to research things myself. To the extent that I could feel comfortable making claims and calling other people liars and not having to actually prove anything out. Just keep shouting the accusation long enough that enough people believe me. I really wish that, uh, at times I didn't have a full-time career. I, I didn't have a life outside of my podcast or politics for that matter but the fact of the matter is is, you know, I, I have a trifurcated life, right? I have my podcast, I have my regular career, and then I have my family. And there's an overlap on all three at all times, but I really try and keep them separated out. I, I don't want to drag my family into what I do on my podcast. And I and I've always been upfront about this. It's always my opinion. I try and base my opinion on fact. And when I can't get direct fact, the preponderance of evidence. And again, it's always my personal opinion. Secondarily in my life, I treat people with respect. I'm fair. I'm honest. And and I don't make stuff up and I don't mistreat people. That's just not a good way to run your life. And then, uh, that that's both with my family and my you know my business work that I do right uh, my employer values me because I take care of my customers and I do a good job and I'm conscientious to make sure they get their time and their full measure of what they're paying for out of me but at times that means that I have to sacrifice one of the other two in order to focus on the one so the po- the podcast has always come last it has to come last my family Uh, can only put up with me (laughs) being gone for so long in a given day. And quite frankly, my employer pays me to take care of my customers and take care of the business stuff. And so I I focus on that. When I have time for the podcast, then I (laughs) I have to incorporate the things I've heard and things I've seen over the previous couple of days to come together to put something out that's both entertaining and informative. And at sometimes that's not a challenge. It's quite easy. I mean, there's just something going on and it lends itself to me dishing an opinion on it. Right. And I, and I like to always connect everything to a principle or to the reality that we live in to a practical application. I I like to do that. It, you know, it's, In some ways, it'd be super easy to come down, sit down, and talk about the latest outrage out of D.C. Or, if you will, uh, when the legislature is in session, the latest outrage coming out of Austin. And there would be tons of fodder for that. But, But I try and focus on what goes on locally, I try and focus on things that are in Collin County. Now, that doesn't mean that things that happen in DC or things that happen in Austin don't occasionally or in the case of Austin quite often interfere with what goes on in our city. But I I don't want to dwell on something that I can't change. Right? I mean, even in a perfect world, uh tomorrow poof, I'm a state representative and I go down to Austin or a state senator, I'm one of 30 other people or one of 149 other people. I get to say my say. I maybe get my two minutes to make an argument and I will promptly be voted down. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it works. When, when you value liberty, when you value freedom and individuality, and quite frankly, Christian ethics, you're outvoted almost all the time. And, and that's something that we understand, we deal with, and we move on. So when I heard a church service and I got to say, I liked pretty much everything that I had to say. It's not my normal church. I was visiting Uh, no disrespect, but when you have your conclusion, basically settle on the idea of a form of pietism, I'm not impressed, not impressed at all. I think that's a cop-out. I think that as a Christian, um no I shouldn't be dictating specific turns on how people should live their lives but I should be able to stand for my morals I should be able to stand for what's right I should be able to stand on my principles and I should be able to have equal footing and shared ground with every other person out there I shouldn't just mm, allow myself to be pushed in the corner I shouldn't just accept well you know I I don't I shouldn't be able to hold true to my faith and, and again I I want to be careful. I'm not putting these words into the pastor's mouth, but his conclusion led to a pietistic viewpoint, and I reject that wholeheartedly. And my problem with pietism is they disengage from the community around them. They don't want to be involved in politics. I don't know if it's because they think they're going to get dirty. I don't know if it's because it's just messy or that they might compromise. Yeah, that is a real issue. I mean, almost every leader that we have elected or appointed has to compromise at something at some point to, in order to get certain things done. The question is, is, does that person still hold true to their principles, even though they've had to compromise on a specific thing in order to get something done? And that's eventually what wears down and uses up our elected officials, right? Uh, you can have a hard charger, really good guy from 8, 10, 15 years ago that is now spent, and it's just compromised and doesn't stand for anything of any consequence. And you have to you have to deal with the idea that we have to refresh the representation. Now, there's the quote about the tree of liberty needing to be um, watered with the blood of tyrants and patriots, and a lot of people would like to forget about the patriots part, right? What, nobody nobody wants to be a patriot who gets to die that that's n- nothing uh enthusiastic about that i mean of course you got a few people that have martyr complexes but by and large nobody wants to go die for any particular reason now in the early years the christians willingly died because they stood on the principles that jesus was risen i mean in kind of in the spirit of last uh yesterday being the uh right in the um, Palm Sunday, thank you. <laughs> I know we began with a P. Palm Sunday, and this coming Sunday is gonna be Easter Sunday, right? Uh depending on what kind of church you belong to, it can be either a very busy week or a very quiet week. What I want to suggest to you is, uh before we get into Easter, and I'm sure I'll spend a little time talking about that later this week, I want to focus on the idea that it was April Fool's Day, right? And for those of you that don't know where April Fool's Day comes from, you should go check it out. It's interesting. It has to do with the, uh, the Orthodox versus the Gregorian calendar change and a certain amount of um, Western arrogance and making fun of the East. Uh, not that it bothers me, not that I'm offended one way or the other, but I just find it kind of interesting. The idea being is this all builds into the idea. That if you have a principle and you're going to stand on something, there are certain things that you're willing to do and certain things you're not. And if you believe something is valuable and important, you don't bend on it. You don't break. You don't give up. Now, for years and years and years, those that were against, you know, killing babies, right? Against the worship of Moloch, we stood firm. Now we offered the wiggle room, right? Hey, you know what? Yeah. Okay. 2% of the time or whatever the official number is, but approximately 2% of the time bad things happened and people got pregnant through no fault of their own. And they had zero control over that. Okay, fine. Um, it's really two wrongs. It's not going to be right, but, but we're not going to look to single you out. Fine. This is the exception. Now the, the, the strong, hardcore people, the ones that stuck to the principles said, well, no, 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 that's still not right. But the the practical people were saying, this is not a battle worth fighting over. Just set those aside. We're going to still be able to save 98% of the babies that are being killed in the womb if we'll just set this aside for the minute. I mean, and they're not, neither side's wrong, but you have to choose a side, right? And at a certain point, you compromise and you compromise and you compromise until you're statement becomes meaningless. When you decide that the women that are participating in the murder of their babies are a victim too, and perhaps maybe in those 2% of cases, they would be, but the other 98%, are they really victims or are they co-conspirators? And then you have to decide, what do you do with the co-conspirators? Now, if you wanted to be for, firmly established right on principles. Well, clearly there should be some punishment there. We don't know what it is. We can't agree on that, but we at least admit that they're at the very least complicit on the murder of a baby, unborn baby, but a baby nonetheless. So we set that aside and we decide, well, how do we deal with this? What do we do? Well, if you're a state representative and you don't want to have to deal with that hard question, you just kill the bill. And then you act upset when the very people that have been hardcore supporters of yours for, for quite some time are disappointed in you. You call them names. You dismiss them. You tell them they're not worthy of your <sighs> service. But that's something you don't joke about, right? That's something you don't you know, wake up one morning and say, I'm going to put out an April Fool's joke and say that uh, now I'm okay with killing babies. Nobody would do that. Likewise, somebody that actually believed that this is a God-given right, a satanic ritual or whatever you want to call it, that we need to kill our babies and sacrifice to Moloch, none of them would wake up apart from Jesus and say, hey, uh, I was wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. Nobody would joke about that. Nobody would joke about something that is an offense that is potentially punishable by death, right? I mean, occasionally somebody might be heard making an off-putting remark about somebody with their last name of Clinton and, you know, their kill list or death list or whatever else. And wouldn't it be nice if they, you know, people make off-color jokes about that, but even the late, great Rush Limbaugh wouldn't go up on a show and talk about joking about killing somebody that was the former president or the former secretary of state. That's just not something you do. Now you might tell your private little group of friends, ha ha ha, wouldn't it be funny? I mean, and honestly, I can't say that there's never been, you know, some off-color jokes that I've been participated in, but you don't do that publicly. You don't take issue on something that you believe is a serious problem. Right? Like for instance, gun control. Uh even though one at least one of our state reps has gone soft and supports red flags and even though we know at least one of our uh republican congressmen supports red flag laws and even though one of our u.s senators supports red flag laws and even though one of our oh i'm sorry our lieutenant governor supports red flag laws we wouldn't expect for any of them uh to show up tomorrow in support of gun control or put out a joke on Twitter about how suddenly they're, they've they seen the light, they're going to support gun control. People don't joke about that. That's a serious matter. Likewise, we can make all the jokes we want about the poor leadership we get in D.C. or the poor leadership we get in Austin. And, you know, I got to be honest, it's super easy to make fun of Joe Biden. It just is. I mean, other than Gerald Ford and a couple of missteps, he's probably the easiest president to make fun of ever in my lifetime. But you don't see me spend a lot of time and effort on doing that. Now, I do refer to him as Sleepy Creepy Joe because I think he's both a uh, tired old man and he's kind of creepy. I mean, have you seen the pictures with him and little kids? I'm just saying and as far as the sleepy thing, uh, I mean, something's going on there. Maybe Al Fetterman. Don't know, but that should be very concerning to any normal person. Whether you've got an R, a D, or an I after your name, you got to be concerned when your president looks like he's half asleep. Looks like he's not even mentally fully there. That's a problem, and you can hate the other guy that was running. But at least you can say he has his mental faculties. You can't say that about the current resident. But, you know, we don't talk about that. We don't joke about that. Why? Because it's a serious matter. I mean, I shouldn't say we don't. It's just it's not something we focus on, right? It's not you don't want to do it too much. You don't want to be over the top. Because it might give other people the wrong idea. It, it might have disastrous consequences. After all, this guy does have access to the nuclear codes. The guy could start unilaterally. World War III. I mean, and for those of you who don't remember, back in the 80s when we had Reagan in his second term, Genesis famously made fun of the fact that Ronald Reagan was starting to get past his prime, right? He just maybe wasn't quite there. And it was funny, Not maybe appropriate, but it was still funny and I could laugh at it. I can laugh at it now. But that was the height of the Cold War and we were laughing about the fact that the guy could end the world because of a bad decision. Well, we're right there right now and we're we're laughing about it, but that's a serious matter. I mean, the economy has been run down, whether it was on purpose or not, I can't say. I have my suspicions. I think we all know that I think that uh, something's not quite on the up and up, but I'm not going to point blame on any one thing because, you know, (laughs) they like to throw names at people that point out people and uh, suggest that other people have more involvement in this than others. But how are we going to fix it? What are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know. But here's the thing. All these things come together. We're fools. We're fools if we think we're going to make the difference. We, we... You know, April's Fools, it was on Saturday, and, you know, there were some colorful jokes, some off-putting things said, but all in the spirit of good fun. You know, we just roll with it. But we have to deal with the fact that it's not April Fools right now, and we have a situation where there's a legitimate threat from a traitorous person in a position of power and nobody says or does anything about it oh i mean there's a couple talking heads on the right that talk about you know payments or being compromised but there's several in congress that we know they they have no business being in congress but they're there and and the same could be said of the president those are legitimate issues of a treasonous nature right where they've been co-opted and they're being run by foreign powers yet nobody talks about that they're afraid oh you have a few run their mouth but nobody that has any authority nobody that can actually do anything now the question must be where are you going with this calis what are you trying to say you know what's the conclusion here buddy you you've prattled on for 15 minutes and said nothing well yes and no I'm trying to remind everybody that at the end of the day, there's tons of stuff going on at any one time and you could choose to focus on one or two or three things. And maybe you have something that you can say about it, or maybe you don't, maybe you've given it some thought. Maybe you haven't. When they talk about editing, when they, when they talk about editorial purposes, it breaks down as how much time do you spend on something? So, you know, normally Mondays are McKinney Monday, and I could probably spend a couple of hours just talking about the latest stuff going on in McKinney. It's all over social media. It's in the news. There's accusations throwing both ways. The thing is, is I'm not comfortable that I actually have the truth. I'm not comfortable that anybody has the truth. And I think both sides to be honest. Either there's inappropriate material or there's not inappropriate material. And if there is inappropriate material, what are you going to do about it? And if there is inappropriate material and you're not going to do anything about it, then you need to be honest and say why you're not going to do anything about it. Likewise, if you're going to say there's inappropriate material and there's not inappropriate material, you have to apologize if you get that wrong. You really do. But if there is inappropriate material and you do have evidence of that inappropriate material for the other side to continue to pretend that it's not there and they have to apologize and they have to acknowledge they made a mistake. And I don't see either side willing to acknowledge that maybe the other side had a point. Maybe just maybe there's more going on here than we know. Maybe just maybe that, They don't want us to know the truth. And when I say they, yeah, I'm being purposely nebulous because I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, I can throw out names and I can be obtuse and for what? For what? I'm here to tell you it doesn't make sense. Things don't add up. When we're nitpicking over minor details to try and prove a point when it's either bad stuff or it's not bad stuff. If it's bad stuff, why is it there? And what are you going to do about it? It shouldn't be that hard. We should all be able to agree on this. I mean, anybody that claims to be a Christian should agree on this. Anybody that claims to be conservative should agree with this. If they don't claim to be a Christian they don't claim to be conservative, they're pagans and we shouldn't expect anything out of them. Why would we be surprised? But we are. But you see, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't feel comfortable weighing into this mess and taking a side and throwing 100% down because I don't know. And that's hard. I mean, I have a good friend that's caught up in this mess. I trust him. I believe that he thinks he said the right thing at the right time. I still have his back. I'm not going to abandon him. Boy. Maybe you made a mistake when you said something the specific way you said it. Maybe you should have phrased it a little different. Don't know. Wasn't there. Didn't see. But on the the flip side of that equation, when you have people overreacting, making a mockery out of proceedings and calling for people's heads over what might have been a slip of the word, what might have been a poorly chosen phraseology. Come on, man, really? Do you really care about the truth? Do you really want to fix the issues? I doubt it. I don't trust it. That's why I've chosen in the remaining eight minutes of this program that I'm going to have a little fun. I'm going to have a little fun at somebody's expense, and this person deserves it. He used April Fool's Day for what I would only have to consider as an inappropriate joke. You see, the same individual were running around calling us traitors and seditious people for being in support of Texas independence. And this person thought it would be funny to put out on April 1st that they're going to support Texas. Well, first of all, I mean, it has to even be plausible to be a joke. So you failed on that account. Secondarily, you don't generally joke about something that you claim is a criminal offense. You've equated the call for independence to be the same thing as sedition and traitor to be a traitorous act. Yet you joked about it. So which is it? Do you not believe it to be this vile act that you've called it or do do you just think it's a joke? Which is it? You got to pick one, Jeff. You can't be busy calling names and running people into the ground that are supposedly on your same team that helped get you reelected and call them and make criminal accusations about them and then turn around and make a joke about it. You don't get to do that. You didn't earn that right. And I don't think anybody would be able to earn that right. I mean, am I supposed to come out tomorrow and say, oh, I support murder? Well, first of all, nobody's going to believe that. And second of all, why in the world would I say something like that? I mean, we can all agree murder's wrong. Jeff, you like to think that uh, Texit or the call for independence is a traitorous and seditious thing, yet you're so willing to joke about it. So I want to think, or maybe my conclusion ought to be, that you don't actually think that. And you just are trying to build yourself up to feel self-important, to put other people down because, well, you're uh, concerned that nobody will take you seriously. Well, I'm here to tell you, I don't take you seriously. Oh, I I know you're a big man and you're going to be really tough to get retired. Perhaps if we find the right candidate with enough money, we'll be able to successfully send you back to Allen or Plano, wherever town you live in. I can't even remember, don't care perhaps, but maybe we won't. Maybe you'll someday be the speaker of the house or God forbid the attorney general, but we're going to remember this. We're going to remember this where you thought it was appropriate to for 364 days out of the year to make accusations of criminal behavior that you can't substantiate, mind you. And then one day out of the year, you're going to put a joke out about it. One day out of the year, you're going to pretend that this thing that you feel is so vile and terrible and that we need to be put down and run out of the party, but you're going to joke about it. That's just sad. It really is. It's sad. One, I expected better out of you. I mean, stick to the abortion thing. I mean, at least you're good on that. I don't agree with the fact that you want to give women the ability to kill 12 of their children and never have a consequence. But at least you're good on that. I mean, occasionally you do a few good things, and you know, you're rated well by some people that like to rate the elected officials. Stick with that. You're allowed to disagree with us. Nobody said you had well, actually that's not entirely true. Nobody expects that you're going to change your mind. If you, if you don't feel that independence is worthwhile, if you don't feel that independence is the right thing to do, people can agree to disagree. One of your cohorts that goes down to Austin with you, I've spoke to him about the very same topic. We agree to disagree. I believe he's wrong. He believes I'm wrong. But at the end of the day, we both believe we're good conservatives and we're good Republicans. And neither one of us is hateful towards the other. This is what we're supposed to do. This is how we're supposed to lead by example. So maybe, just maybe, you have more in common with my mayor than I thought. Maybe, just maybe, you're the one exaggerating your affiliation, your principles. Maybe, just maybe, you're the one that's the problem. But we'll see. You can fool all the people some of the time and some of the time or <laughs> some people all the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time, right? We'll see. You still have some time in the session. You You can still do the right thing. You can support those conservative things. You can, you can get those uh, priorities addressed. Wishful thinking maybe on my part. I'm not going to spend any more time about it. I'm not going to run you into the ground because I believe in your heart, you want to do the right thing. We may disagree what the right thing is, but I want to believe that you're a good guy, but that's just uncalled for. That's not something that people let pass by. You don't get to support red flag laws and accuse people being traitors. And then joke about it the next day. That's just not cool. Now maybe I'm a tiny minority that's going to remember this. Maybe it's inconsequential in the long term. Don't know. But I'm not going to forget. And I imagine there's at least a half a million other people in this state that won't forget. But we'll see. We will see. And with that... This was the Fools of April episode coming to you on April the 3rd, which is a Monday, episode 389. And remember, what you can do for me is to like, share, and subscribe to the show. You can rate it. You can comment on it. You can give me the feedback. You can call my cell phone number. You can send me an email. I am all ears. I would love to have some listener content to add in the near future. And with that, I will see you on the other side.